welcome to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast with your host, Brian Briscoe. In this podcast, we bring some of the top professionals in the apartment investing field to discuss various aspects of the apartment investing journey with the sole purpose of educating listeners to make wise investment decisions. The Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast is sponsored by Four Oaks Capital, bringing you high yield returns through apartment complex investing. This is journal entry number 25 and part of our multifamily brief series. Welcome to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast. This is Brian Briscoe with Four Oaks Capital. This is uh, part two in a three-part series where we're talking about lending and you know debt, equity, the whole whole money part of multifamily syndications. I have on the line with us again, Scott Williams from Align Capital. So Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks, Brian. Happy to be back. Yeah. Hey, and uh, do us a favor. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about you, where you're located, and you know, we'll, we'll get on from it from there. Yeah, I'm fortunate to be located in the uh, beautiful city of Greenville, South Carolina. Um, you know, as a debt and equity brokerage, uh, we've been in business for a little over five years now. We cover mostly the Southeast. Um, we're able to cover all property types. You know, we're especially good at multifamily, I like to think. But uh, um, we can do deals outside of the Southeast, but I like to, to like add value somehow. And I, I tend to think we do that in the Southeast. Um, and then we also have an investment sale arm that covers North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia for uh, generally all product types. We have um, specialists in different asset classes uh, covering covering investment sales. So uh, becoming a bit of a one-stop shop for, for some investors. Yeah. And just, just to put a plug in for, for Scott, um, you know, something that, that I think you should key in on, if you're looking for properties in the Southeast, um, you should probably look for somebody who is very familiar with the, the Southeast in general, you know, so, um, you know, we, we've called Scott before on a couple of properties that we were underwriting and, you know, he was all already familiar with the properties, familiar with the markets, familiar with the areas. And you're going to get better service from somebody who focuses on a region than, you know, some of your, your national lenders who, who maybe, you know, if you're looking at South Carolina, you know, you may go with somebody who's based in California or Texas or Washington and not quite get the same service. So um, that said, you know, uh, today's show, uh, we're going to talk about, you know, two types uh, of loans, you know, permanent and bridge. So, uh, Scott, can you go ahead and just uh, give us kind of an overview of what bridge debt is and what permanent debt is, and uh, maybe talk about the pros and cons of each? Yeah, sure thing. So I would say permanent permanent debt or long-term fixed rate debt, as we like to call it, is um, generally for properties that are more stabilized or you know maybe even light value add. Mm-hmm. Um, but they typically don't include forward dollars on CapEx. Um, and some, in some situations, you might be able to get a little bit of CapEx included, but there are four properties that are stabilized, you know, and you want long-term fixed rates on. Um, it's kind of your, 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 maybe your value add is done or a property stabilized and you're looking for a yield play. Um, good way to lock properties in for, for long-term and be able to, you know, underwrite something on a fixed basis. And then, um, yeah, bridge loans are for more transitional uh, properties. Uh, or value add properties or a short term solution. You know, we've had bridge loans where a property is perfectly stabilized, um, but somebody's, um, you know, somebody was maybe looking to sell a property they had and their current loan was maturing, but they didn't want to walk into something else permanent. They wanted some flexibility. So having a shorter term solution, um, I, I joke bridge all the time is bridge does not mean construction. Bridge literally means uh, I, I need, I'm at point A, but I need to be at point B. And Point B can be I need to be have an improved property. I need um, CapEx dollars associated with this. Maybe there is some construction uh, included with this. Or 
point B could be point B is a sale for me um, in the short term. And so, um, you know, can be decided for you a lot of times if a property stabilized or unstabilized, um, you know, a couple of contributing factors. And then sometimes it comes down to business plan. Uh, another thing is just how much flexibility you want. You know, permanent debt is not very easy to get out of in the short term or might come with prepayment penalties. So yep. um, a couple of factors to, to keep in mind when you're looking at permanent versus bridge. Okay. So, so permanent debt, we're talking stabilized properties and um, what's, what's kind of the, the line in the stand for what's considered stabilized? Yeah, so I think the Freddie SBL platform, uh, speaking for multifamily, has pretty clear guidelines. A lot of times you'll hear 90 for 90, mm -hmm. um, 90% occupied for 90 days. Um, and so, like I said, you know, a lot of times these things can be decided for us. If a property is not 90% occupied, maybe you're doing an acquisition and you're getting a di good deal, but it's still on lease up and it's, you know, 75% occupied, you're probably not going to be able to get on a, a permanent loan with that. Mm -hmm. um, and so 90 for 90, I would say, is a lot of thresholds. Um, I think the Fannie Mae small loan program also has that requirement. And then when you get into the larger loans or conventional loans, and I would even say smaller properties, sub 25 units, they, they lessen the requirement a little bit. Sometimes it's 85% physical or 85% or economic as opposed to a 90 for 90. But I would say, you know, generally where 90 days of where you think that property is going to operate for a while. Okay, nice, nice. Now you talk about different term lengths. Um, when you talk permanent loans, you know, can you give us an example of, of what the term lengths are for the permanent as opposed to the, the bridge products? Yeah, so a bridge product is generally going to be, you know, it can be as short as it can be shorter than a year, that would be a very unique circumstance. But the majority of bridge loans, and especially loans, bridge loans that are being used for value add, they're going to be two to three years. We have bridge loans that go out to five years. But a lot of times that's uh, three years initial commitment with extension options. Mm -hmm. um, so, so, you know, uh, the longer the term, even on a bridge deal, sometimes that can increase the interest rate a little bit. So an effort to get more commitment, but keep the interest rate lower, you can take, uh, you can take a shorter term um, initial loan with some extension options with maybe some rate reset. So, mm -hmm. you know, two to three years um, with, um, you know, some minimum interest periods. A lot of time you'll see minimum interest periods or minimum yields on bridge loans. So they might have 12 years minimum payments or, I mean, excuse me, 12 months or 18 months um, or maybe 24 months if it loans all the way up to 36 months in uh, length. So, and then on permanent options, you know, we see anywhere from five usually as the shortest, seven, um, I would say 10 and 12. Uh, mm -hmm. 10 and 12 year fixed rate periods are probably the most popular. I think that 10 and 12 is where I'd say that the money is most efficiently priced, meaning you have the length of the money fixed to take your interest rate risk off the table while not, while not paying additional risk premium for longer money. So we've right. done 15 year loans. We've done 15 year full interest only loans, but then, you know, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have 30 year fully fixed, fully amortizing, mm -hmm. but those interest rates go way up. And so, you know, in so, most circumstances, it just doesn't make sense. But, you know, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac and life insurance companies um, specifically will can offer really long fixed rate loan periods, fully amortizing even out to uh, the 30 years. Okay, so, so depending on you know, what, what your intended hold period is and depending on what your, your, your investment timeline is, you know, if you're going to do something and it sounds like the line in the sand is, is five years. If you're going to do something that's more than five years, you want to try to get it into the, the permanent structure, Freddie Fannie or, or life insurance money, 
Whereas if you have a smaller or a shorter hold period, um, bridge is probably your best option. Do you agree? I would agree. And uh, I tell people a lot of times what's good for a property in the short term, or if your horizon is short term, uh, that's not going to be the same loan product that's good for you in the long term. Right. And so, you know, going back to our first episode of people caught it, you know, knowing what the end goal is, knowing what the whole portfolio goal is, but then knowing what the end goal is on a specific asset will really help us there. And okay. um, just to mention, the biggest reason for that is generally prepayment provisions. Mm -hmm. um, you know, life is a double-edged sword, I like to say. Um, if you're taking a loan metric on one side, long-term fixed rate, um, yes, you're alleviating some interest rate risk, but you, you're taking on some, uh, the backside of the sword is generally some sort of prepayment indication. Yeah. Okay. Now, now one more question. Let's say you have a, a property that doesn't quite meet the, you know, 90 for 90, um, but it's something that you want to hold for 8, 10, 12 years after you fix it up. Uh, what are the options for that? Yeah. So I'm looking at this exact scenario right now. And the uh, most plain and simple one, uh, and but also most difficult is a lot of times you can close that deal cash and then wait till you stabilize it and then take it out long term. You're probably going to you're probably going to miss the most in duplicative expenses mm -hmm. uh, if you do that. Um, the second option is there are some streamlined bridge to permanent programs. Yep. Um, it is two separate loans, but you could go to a lender that has the permanent loan product, but then also will offer a short term bridge product. Mm -hmm. They kind of underwrite it for both on the front end. And so it, it is a streamlined refinance once it stabilizes. And then um, your balance sheet lenders, more so your banks and your life insurance companies, uh, they have what we call a mini perm option. So maybe they do a five-year commitment on a loan or further, maybe they do a 10-year commitment, but they um, change the metrics for the first two years. Maybe the first two years are interest only, and maybe you're even doing a little more value add and while they can do an earn out, um, mm -hmm. they can give you a little more money once the property hits a certain you know level of operations, but that is all one loan. And those are typically with, like I said, balance sheet lenders or groups that are um, writing their own loans that can kind of make these decisions ongoing. Anybody that's selling loans off or securitizing loans on the secondary market, they have very limited ability to, to make changes to the loans once they're done. So, you know, like I said, you know, you could close cash um, and then refinance perm. You can do a streamline bridge to permanent, um, which is a, um, you know, uh, two different loans and is a true refinance, but it is streamlined. Or you can look at options that, that might be at what we call the mini perm, which is one loan that um, has some period for the transitional and then goes into uh, financing suitable for the for the permanent. All right. Nice. Now, now, incidentally, um, you know, a capital advisor, um, we're running our contract on, on a property right now. And, you know, Scott looked at it and he introduced us to, you know, a guy at a local bank. And the best product for us happened to be one that uh, Scott doesn't run himself, but uh, the local bank's taking good care of us. And they're one of those banks that has their, they, they keep the loans on their own books, their own portfolios. And they're actually able to come up with a lot more flexible terms for us than some of the institutional products. So um, that would that, be that mini perm option. Yep, absolutely. It's a so, great, great route for you guys to go. Yeah, excellent. And our, our whole time, you know, we're, we're doing a, a pretty good value add is, is the type of, of property we have and, you know, four to five year hold period. So um, ended up being the perfect product for us. And, you know, 
Well, we'll talk about that more after we close and give you guys a whole rundown. But uh, all right. So last question for you, Scott, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Yeah. So uh, Align Capital uh, is our website, aligncapital.com. Align is A-L-I-N-E. And my email is just swilliams at aligncapital.com. Perfect. So yeah, if you're in need of a, a capital advisor, you know, make, make Scott Williams your first call. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Brian. Thank you for listening to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast today, brought to you by Four Oaks Capital. If you'd like to know more about how to invest in apartment buildings or want to be a guest in our show, visit our website at fouroakscapital.com slash podcast or email us directly. If you're still listening, you obviously like the show, so pull out your phone, tap subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app. And we'll see you again next week.